0: Being in real estate, there's always highs and lows, and not everything is exactly what you see, and there's always going to be obstacles and bumps.
1: Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a real estate results coach. I've been paying him and working with him for years now. He actually is responsible for giving me the idea to do a podcast, so it's not only about transactions that he gives advice on how to find more deals, how to make more money, but also how to build a holistic plan around your real estate entrepreneurship endeavors. That's what I love about working with Trevor, that and being held accountable for what I say I'm gonna do and actually making sure that I follow through and do it. I feel like I'm a pretty results-oriented, accountable kind of person, but it's always nice to have someone who's there guiding you along the way and giving you strategy as well as psychology tips for how to deal with you know the things that come up as a real estate entrepreneur trevor has made a wonderful offer for the best ever listeners and that is that he's offering a free coaching session go to coachwithtrevor.com that's c-o-a-c-h-w-i-t-h-t-r-e-v-o-r.com highly recommend him I've worked with him before. I'm currently working with him right now as my business, as my real estate investing coach. Highly recommend you do the same. Take him up on his offer. Get a free coaching session, coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever, listeners! Hello, hello! How you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. My name's Joe Fairless, and this is the show where we cut out all that fluffy stuff. We get straight to the real estate advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Jay Papazon, the author of The One Thing, with Gary Keller, and many other best ever guests. And with us today, we've got Karen Abenye. How you doing, Karen?
0: I'm wonderful. How are you doing?
1: I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining us. A little bit about Karen, and then she'll get into her background in more detail. She's been in real estate for 15 years and has overseen and sold over 2,000 homes since 2008. Before 2008, she was averaging 120 homes per year. Then the real estate market crashed and everything, you know, the sky fell. But now she's been working with international investors and she's overseen the rehabs from over 200 units in a span of twelve months, and I, th- I think that's going to be a really interesting topic to talk with her about. She's based in Glendale, Arizona, and you can say hi to her at her website, Karen Abinet, K-A-R-E-N-A-B-I-N-E-T, dot com. With that being said, Karen, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on, now?
0: Absolutely. So, thank you for having me on your show. Very, My pleasure. Very exciting. My experience is exactly that. Um, I've been doing this for a long time, over 15 years. I started out in new home sales on a whim. I was married at the time and my husband said, stop doing what you, you, you need to do to make money. Go find something that you would just love to do no matter what you make. And so I ended up in new home sales actually out in Gold Canyon where they were building million dollar homes up there in a private community. I fell in love with the architectural designing to really working with people so closely where I took their dream idea and made it come alive. And it was just an awesome experience. And so I got a taste of that. And so I did that for a number of years all the way up to 2008. Uh, I was with the same builder for eight and a half years, the day that he opened up his business to the day he shut it down and went bankrupt. Of course, he's no longer working and he's retired for the rest of his life. But with that knowledge and insight and working with him so closely, um, I even had a better understanding of really what I wanted to do moving forward in my life. And so with that being said, in 2008 when the market dropped, And then 2009, there was just no movement here in Arizona. And um, I would say, by the grace of God, (laughs) I ended up connecting with some international clients and some big gurus, basically, and um, just started going from there. Started getting clients one by one. And because the prices were so cheap here, it was so easy to cash flow on an eight to 10% cap rate back then. So that's what I did, and I did everything from opening up their LLCs to doing videos, taking pictures, to sending them rehab quotes, to getting them rehab, to property management, and then at the end, you know, after they've held it on to for a year or two, to you know, selling their property, making a substantial amount of money.
1: The international buyers were looking to. Turn those properties over and basically fix and flip in a couple, but a, like more of a longer term yes. fix and flip in a couple years?
0: Yes, this, it's what I suggested for them to do is just hold tight for a couple of years, 12 to 24 months. And the ones that took my advice did extremely well. So, yeah, then I ended up kind of, you know, backing up away from that and working in the market in certain areas in certain zip codes that I could just see the full potential of money to be made there for myself and for my clients. And so I really started working with, I would say people that are A type personalities that when they see it, they get it and they pull the trigger, those were my people. And so that's really what I've been doing for the past couple of years. We buy properties in the 85018 to you know, we're really high in the Arcadia area right now. We have about 15 projects going on. And so, yeah, you know, the next thing for me would be, you know, looking into some developments, which is where my license is hung right now with AZ Builders. And what they do is they work with smaller investors that are not yet public companies. They, they've got the money, they've got the land, they've got the development, so, we come in and we do the sales. We set up the marketing, the advertising, and um, and so forth. So that's kind of what I do.
1: With the international investors, you said something like, by the grace of God, you got connected with clients yes. and big gurus, and then it snowballed from there. What can you get into some more specifics on that?
0: I firmly believe that I've had a couple of mentors in my life um that pivoted me to the next level. When I first got in in this market, I was just running and gunning. And I had a mentor come to me and give me four really hot spot bullet points that I need to focus on. And when I started doing that, things started changing. And I really feel that because I was showing up and I was paying attention and I am a spiritual person, that God granted me that opportunity. And and I am grateful and I will always be forever grateful. So I hope that makes sense. But...
1: What were those four bullet points? Do you remember them?
0: Oh, of course I remember. (laughs) I always remember, you know, um, he told me to always show up every day. You have to show up for yourself. And that means, you know, be consistent. Show up every day, certain time frames, and do the work that you want to do. Reach for that goal that you're reaching for. And the next thing he said was, always pay attention. Don't always be the talker. Listen. You'll learn so much more and go so much further if you listen. And the next he said, tell the truth. He said, no matter what, Karen, always tell the truth. And that resonated with me. So I have. And the other thing is, don't be attached to the outcome, because you are going to go through ups and downs, especially when you are or you are working for yourself. It's just not a gradual upturn. <laughs> You know, you're up hundred percent and then you're down twenty percent and then you're up again, and it it's a roller coaster. So anyway, those were the four bullet points, and I really lived by that.
1: Was there a practice or an approach that you took to live by those four? Or was it reading them on a daily basis or like how how did you ingrain them in your mind? To you know, really live them on a daily basis. That's
0: a really good question because it did take some time. But when they say show up, that means I had myself scheduled, and I still do on my phone, on a calendar of where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. So I give myself time frames so I know that those days in that time frame I'm showing up for myself to better myself, to further my business, and. That really was a pivoting point. You got to put it in writing. Something happens in a vibration matter to the universe and to yourself that once you write something down and you actually start speaking it, the universe like resonates with that and gives you what you want. So I would say that was it writing it down, putting it on a calendar, and put scheduled hours as to when you're working and exactly what you're doing.
1: Talking about the international clients that were buying these like medium-term sit, fix and flips, how did you get to know them?
0: How did I get to know them? Through a, a gentleman, actually, his name was Vincent, and um, I came across him in the internet, and I was networking, I was trying a new approach, um, I was researching and educating myself, and I came across him, and that's how we hooked up. Huh? Yeah.
1: What well, was was it through a particular website?
0: Nope. It was um, probably I don't even know. Way back then, all those new little chat rooms that you know uh-huh. have. And the, here's the interesting part: he wasn't a big guru guru back then, and he had just fallen himself, and he was getting himself back up. But he knew how to do what he needed to do for us to make money. I called him my little magician. Um, <laughs> I do trust me. A guy was amazing with marketing and advertising. Um, It had a good spirit. And so we worked extremely well together.
1: And was he based in another country? Yeah,
0: he was based in Byron Bay, Australia. Okay. He's got 40 acres. He's on a farm.
1: How did that partnership work? Who did what?
0: So basically, I mean, because he was out in the international, he'd known a few people. He had on his own properties as well. He also knew a couple gurus. Now, one of them was named Jamie McIntyre, and I worked with him. So uh, he puts seminars together, and I was on the ground putting the seminars together. So I would find the properties anywhere from 15 to 30% below market value and just put the whole teaching, the whole seminar together. So when they came here, it was all set up for him. So um, yeah, he would bring me the people and and I would do all the groundwork and and make sure the deals were good and that's how we coordinated.
1: Okay, so he would bring the people to attend the seminar, you would have the properties and then... They would buy the properties and and then everybody in theory would would make money.
0: Yeah, and that was just one way. And I would say maybe fifteen percent of how of the properties that I moved came that way. I didn't really make all my money in that. I made it more working with individuals and people just started um, coming to me and uh, contacting me on a one on one basis. So oh, I was you know oh. Uh, Johnny referred me, or Jamie referred me, or t- you know Tyler referred m- you know me to you, and so this is what I'm looking for, and here's my experience, and we would go from there.
1: What are some unique challenges for working with international investors versus investors who live in the United States?
0: Well, I mean, back then, nobody, to my knowledge, really knew what was how to do all that. <laughs> that <laughs> was kind of like the beginning and I just threw myself out there. I mean, there's obviously currency exchange that you have to be aware of. You also, you know, getting their money over here in the right deposits, making sure they have the right wiring instructions. You work with a proper title company that knows what they're doing, understands and knows the law. And I had those kind of people that backed me up, but those were the challenges. You know, people just think they could get online and wire money and it's not that easy or it was not that easy back then in 2009 and 10 so that was really my challenges because there was a delay as well depending on how they chose to move their money and they're all in different banks different 401ks to I mean you name it so you just really have to have the knowledge and know how how to help people to convert their money where wherever it's coming from if that makes sense
1: If someone were to want to start working with international investors on their deals, what would be some tips that you'd give them based on your experience?
0: I would say that they need to understand who they're working with and that these are very knowledgeable people. (laughs) They know a lot more than most U.S. Americans. Sorry to say that, but they do. And, um,
1: In what regard? They
0: just understand how to make money. They understand that they need to have properties for cash flow. They understand that. They didn't make money by saving a ton of money. They've always made their money off of real estate. So does that make sense?
1: Well, yeah, that would be a good thing for you because I would think it, the sale would be easier with them.
0: And it was. And and, and so that's why I went with them. Um mm-hmm just so that I didn't have to, you know, teach them and and, uh, course them. I mean, they they knew. But, yeah, working with international buyers, I would say that you need to understand their market as well and where they're coming from and their background as far as, um, I mean, listen, when I sit down with anybody, I want to know how big or how small their portfolio is, how they got to where they are now, where they want to go, and where they want to end up. I always say that, you know, that's really getting to know your investor or your client. You need to know their history um, and how much experience they have and what their comfort level is, too, of a a risk. You know, are they a low risk, medium risk or a high risk? Because it depends. You know, I come across high end risk deals all the time that I absolutely love. And I know that they're... um, They'll make people a lot of money, but not everybody's that comfortable. So, you know, you go to multi-units, smaller in certain areas.
1: Karen, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: You know, it's just to be honest. Being in real estate, there's always highs and lows, and not everything is exactly what you see, and there's always going to be obstacles and bumps. For me, I've always just told the truth, and no matter if it's good or bad or indifferent, I'm right there with them and I think that's the most important part. Anybody that I've ever worked with is able to get a hold of me at any time, besides after six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> they know that I'll respond to them. They know that I'm I'm going to be there for them. And that's really what's important. You have to have boundaries, but you know, um, I'll be with you through the good and the bad and the indifferent. I think that's important. I'm here for long term. I'm not here for the quick buck. I'm not here For the get-rich-quick scheme, I'm here for long-term, and I want to be known for that.
1: What's a a story when you were honest at a low point and it was a character-building experience?
0: Obviously took down a 30-unit community, and um, my general contractor actually went out there. We walked it. We did our due diligence and so forth. The bottom line is we ended up having to come back and tell my client that it's going to be another $25,000 because I just got off the phone with the city of Phoenix. And, you know, they want the permits different, electricity needs, you know, they're, they're looking for individual meters. And this thing was not individually metered. So anybody that knows that, it's very expensive. And I had to go back and tell my client. And I had to come up with a solution. So I was just honest. And I said, here's where we're at i did not foresee this but here it is and here's what i suggest we do and we'll be okay it's just going to take a little bit longer for you to get exactly where you wanted to be maybe another six months but that was really challenging it was one of my first big deals and i was just i could not believe that i messed up and i really didn't mess up i didn't know And you really can't foresee that kind of stuff with the city of Phoenix. And so that was really a character building experience for me. That's really when I hired a mentor too, because I knew I was in it for the long term. But handling stressful situations like that, delivering information that you don't want to, that's really where you have to show up and tell the truth no matter what.
1: How'd you select the mentor?
0: All I can say is my mentor has been trained by a couple of really well-known people, but not in the business more on a spiritual basis. Um, But he was also gifted in business, and um, he came from a friend, and I spent some time with him, and I knew he had something that I wanted. And that's the hard thing in business is that, you know, you can do steps one, two, and three in business, but there's also, in my opinion, there's a spiritual way of living, and to put those two together is quite complex. And he had the tools, per se, for me to be in the business and do what I want to do, but also be spiritually fit and grounded at the same time. So that's how I picked him. He wasn't on the show, he wasn't doing seminars, he wasn't like, look at me, this is what I've done. It was just how he showed up in my life, and it felt right.
1: You ready for the best ever lightning round?
0: What? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) go!
1: Nobody's ever responded by saying what. Like what? (laughs) I love it, I love it. It's like, (laughs) all right, yeah, what? What's up? Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, well. First, a quick word for our best ever partners. One challenge you might be coming across in your real estate endeavors is finding the funding for your deals. And if so, then there's a creative funding workshop in Nashville, Tennessee, March 4th and 5th, hosted by not one, but two previous best ever guests, Sharon Vornholt and Bill Walston. You can check out more information at real dot com forward slash creative finance. That's real dot com forward slash creative finance. Best ever book you've read?
0: Oh, you know the you know seven highly effective steps. Is that what it is? God, it's been it's
1: the the I think it's the the habits of uh, seven the seven habits of highly successful people something like yes. that yeah okay
0: and uh, right. who move my cheese you know understanding um how to be flexible and to move with the market and see the new potential that's coming up in your current market that really helped me
1: that was was that by deep no that's by spencer johnson yeah, who moved my cheese okay I'll have to read that. Yep. Um, that that's that's a I, I've I've heard that's a good one. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learn from it.
0: Um, first best is uh, okay. You ready? Yep. Course of Miracles. It's a book, and there is training that's in I think every city and every state. Um, but that is just that's all about I can say. <laughs> Very complex, but it's also very simplistic. But it changes your outlook on how you you perceive things.
1: What did you learn from it?
0: That not everything that I see or hear is actually real.
1: And that's the one by Helen Shuckman. No,
0: you know what? I have it right here. Helen Shuckman, where'd
1: you get that? It's just a Wikipedia. A Course of Miracles. Also referred to as ACIM or the yep. course is a book edited and written by Helen. Yep,
0: that's her. You're, oh, you're right.
1: Okay. Best ever deal you've done.
0: Um, in the past, um, in 2015, or just ever.
1: Whatever, whatever comes to mind.
0: Actually, when I bought uh, with a client overseas, I bought, um, helped him buy these 25 units in Mesa, and um, we actually. Turned it into a nonprofit organization for people, for women especially, to live there drug and uh, alcohol free for an environment for their children. And implemented with that was an education so they could be self sustaining. I failed a lot, <laughs> but I also was very successful in that, so it was very fulfilling. I would say that that's, that was it.
1: Yeah, what a a, uh, powerful endeavor.
0: Yeah, it really was.
1: What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far?
0: Not trusting my gut instinct.
1: (laughs) You want to elaborate on that? Tell us the story behind it?
0: Well, I just, you know, these past uh, six months... uh, I've just had an experience where, and we all go through experiences, different points in our life. But, you know, I really thought that I knew someone and I trusted them. And, you know, in the very beginning, my gut told me, don't move forward, this is not for you. Um, But I, I have a heart and I wanted to help him. And instead it did significant damage and I had to pick myself back up. So that's the truth. So listening to your gut in the very beginning, because you always have to take care of yourself and you got to put that mask on to give yourself oxygen first. You are the most important person that day. Otherwise, you can't help anybody.
1: I agree. I know Oprah would agree with you too. That's one of her philosophies. What's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you?
0: The best place is on my cell phone. They can contact me at 602 793 three one
1: six five well karen thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and talking about the first mentor that you had and the four bullet points that he shared with you one is always show up every day two is always pay attention so don't always be a talker but rather listen three is tell the truth no matter what period And then four is don't be attached to the outcome because as a real estate entrepreneur, you will undoubtedly go through the ups and downs. And um, it's important to enjoy the journey and not be as focused as uh, on the destination, knowing that uh, as some of the advice you got right out of the gate where you stop doing what you need to do to make money, but rather find what you want to do. No matter what you make. And as long as you're doing that, then, and you have the right mentality, then you're going to be set up for some fulfillment, which is a nice thing. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Plus, some very tactical tips on dealing with and working, partnering with international investors from currency exchanges to getting the white right wiring instructions to knowing and understanding where they're coming from and their perspective. So thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your advice with best ever listeners and hope you have a best ever day. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Okay, you too. Thanks so much, Joe.
1: Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations, fist bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016.